1: Now for our story. Kit Mead had gone into Wakefield this afternoon to do some shopping, leaving the baby, Lisa Fenner's little son, with the new nurse. She'd stopped into her father's office, but Ben Calvert had been busy at the moment, so she had gone across to the little cocktail lounge in the Brown Palace Hotel. After she'd been there a few moments, the young man she'd met there before had come in. Had told Kit he was going to follow her advice and break off his engagement. They'd chatted for a while... Then after that, he'd left. Uh, Kit discovered, to her amazement, that she'd been talking to Nicholas Dorn, the young writer who was engaged to marry Peggy Douglas. She'd been a fool, she thought, advising him against the marriage, since that marriage was almost her only hope to hold Bill, her husband, who had always been in love with Peggy. Azed by this discovery and thinking how ironic it all was, Kit walked out of the lobby of the hotel and returned to her father's office. Now, Ben called to her from his desk and he's in his inner office. Ah, kid, you're back. Where'd you disappear to? I got rid of that fellow right away and then found out you'd left.
0: No, well, I just went across the street and had a drink to kill the time.
1: I don't like for you to go into places like that alone, kid. It isn't dignified. What will people think?
0: Oh, Dad, let's not go into that forty people think routine. Because, frankly, I don't care at this point.
1: That's very evident. Hanging around with a lot of ballroom loafers... Wouldn't be quite so bad if you had an escort. Oh, Dad, don't be funny.
0: In my present situation, just how would you suggest I go any place except the Well,
1: I guess you're right. Oh, speaking of that, uh, what's been happening? Have you seen Bill?
0: Yes, I saw him.
1: What do you have to say?
0: Quite a lot of things. None of them very pleasant.
1: Well, that's to be expected from Bill Mead. What's he up to now?
0: The same thing. He still wants the divorce tried to get me the file for it.
1: He did? Okay. That's just fine. That's what I'd hoped. I told you he'd never go ahead and get it by himself.
0: Yes, but you're wrong. He was just giving me my life chance, he said. Then when I refused, he insisted you was going ahead with it.
1: <laughs> He's just talking through his head. Don't worry about it.
0: Dad, I can't seem to get it through your head that Bill's changed. He's not the same man we thought he could handle any way he wanted.
1: I don't believe it. He can't have changed much, in just a few months.
0: You'd be surprised how much he's changed. I haven't told you the payoff. Well, what is it? He wants the child.
1: He wants what?
0: I said he wants the child. And I confess I wasn't too surprised knowing Bill.
1: You mean to tell me that that crazy, irresponsible, good-for-nothing has the nerve to tell you he wants your child? My grandchild?
0: It isn't too ridiculous. Remember, he thinks he's... Well, he's its father.
1: What does he know about bringing up a child? How does he propose to take care of it? The whole idea is preposterous.
0: Perhaps, but Bill's not kidding about it. He says he's got it all worked out just how he'd manage.
1: Well, he can just forget it. I wouldn't let him have that child if I had to spend every dime I have to prevent it. He's not a fit father for any child. But his half-baked ideas... His weak-meat way of things.
0: <laughs>
1: what are you laughing at? He's not going to have that child. What kind of a man would the child become? What's so funny, anyway?
0: It's just that Bill said practically the same thing about you.
1: Oh, he did, eh? What did you do, sit there and let him insult me?
0: No, no, I didn't. But I can't help being amused. Because Bill insists that you're the one who isn't fit to bring up a child. In fact, that's what bothers him. He's afraid that between us we'll poison his son's mind.
1: Oh, you don't say. We'd make a man of him. Teach him to take care of himself. That's more than Bill Mead could teach him. Well, I agree with you, Dad. But that's not the point. The point is this. It's not going to happen. I know what it takes to get along in this world. You've got to be tough. And by heaven, I am going to teach that kid to be tough. He's not going to be shoved around by anybody and everybody the way his father's been.
0: Say, you really on the warpath.
1: Well, you wouldn't be. I must say, I don't understand your attitude... I don't know what's the matter with you.
0: I'm just feeling lightheaded, I guess. This thing's been happening here so long it's beginning to lose reality for me.
1: Well, you would better get down to earth because if Bill's in earnest about this, we've got a fight ahead of us. A very tough fight.
0: Sometimes I wonder, Dad, just how you expected to defeat Bill. He's got a great many things on his side in this thing, you know.
1: Yes, oh, Name one.
0: Well, for one thing, I told him I didn't particularly want the child.
1: You told him that? Gave him a thing like that to hold over our heads? Kip, you couldn't be such a fool.
0: I I admit it wasn't very bright of me, but I was excited. In a moment of anger I just blurted it out. Of course I can always deny, having said it.
1: You bet your life you can. You'll have to. Why, if Bill could prove that that one statement, did anyone hear you?
0: (laughs) No, Dad. No
1: witnesses. Well, that's something anyway. Maybe you don't realize, Kit, how much this means to me. Now that I have a grandson, something I've always wanted to have to give him up. I couldn't do it. Besides, when I think of the pleasure it would give this town to see me humiliated, when I think how David Bowman would gloat and Mary Lane will It's not going to happen. That's all there is to it.
0: I hope not, Dad. For your sake.
1: How about yourself? You can't mean it doesn't matter to you.
0: Oh, yes, yes, it matters. But it isn't the main thing.
1: You mustn't talk that way, Kit. Your own child. It's unnatural. You're his mother. It should mean a great deal to you.
0: Yes, I suppose it should, but I'm afraid my maternal instincts are somewhat overshadowed at the moment. Kit. Yes?
1: Kit, uh, I've been thinking, would it be so bad if uh, you did get the divorce?
0: What's that? First, you shouted your head off. I mustn't get the divorce under any circumstances. And now... I
1: know, I know, I know. But, well, we have to choose the lesser of two evils. If Bill's determined to have a divorce, well, uh, maybe you'd better give in on that point. Go ahead and get it yourself. It wouldn't be so bad, in a way, so long as you were the one who filed for it.
0: In other words, Dad, you are quite willing to throw me to the wolves in order to be sure you can keep your grandson.
1: Is that it? It's not a matter of throwing you to the wolves. Why do women always have to exaggerate things?
0: I'm not exaggerating. The people in this town are nothing but a pack of wolves, and you want to expose me Good
1: heavens, Kit. If Bill's bound and determined to be separated anyway... But we don't have to let him get us mixed up in a custody suit. Suppose we lost. Then we would be stuck. We'd never hear the end of it in this town. How the court decided the Calverts weren't responsible enough to bring up a child. Everybody laughing up their sleeves.
0: Bill didn't say he'd fight for custody. Maybe
1: not. But that's the only way he could get hold of the child, legally. Of course, nine chances to ten are that he wouldn't stand a chance, I'll admit. It has to be a pretty drastic situation when the court awards the custody to the father instead of the mother. But I just don't like taking a chance. You never know. Those lawyers will do anything. Dig up any dirt they can use.
0: Yes. Yes, you're right.
1: Don't you think it would be better if the thing never came to trial?
0: Well, I don't like the idea of being under investigation.
1: Of course you don't. Of course, you know perfectly well you have nothing to fear. Your record's clear.
0: Yes, but... But like what? Well, no crime is perfect, and
1: you've done nothing. You've broken no laws.
0: Well, you never know. I, I just might have done some perfectly innocent thing they could use against me.
1: Kit, you're not keeping something from me, are you?
0: Oh no, no, no! Of course not. That. You
1: don't sound very sure of yourself. Now look here. If there's something I ought to know, something that pertains to this affair, you'd better be sure to tell me. Otherwise, we might wind up a- losing everything.
0: Oh, Dad, for heaven's sake, I told you I'm not keeping anything from you. Isn't that enough? Do, do I have to swear no, to you? No,
1: no, it? it's just that... Well, I don't think you realize, Kit, how serious the situation is.
0: I do realize it, Dad. But you make it all sound so menacing, I'm, I'm beginning to feel jumpy.
1: Maybe it's just as well you do. Then you'll try to help me think of a way out.
0: Don't worry about that, Dad. I'd give anything to think of a way out myself. The more I think about it, the more I'm sure that I don't want to go through a custody suit in court.
1: Yes, because if you do have to go to court, Kit, if Bill's attorney is any good at all, he may stumble on some clue that would lead to Paul Cromwell and to Lisa Fenner. If that happened, and if it were revealed that the baby wasn't really your own, your father's fears as to the ridicule of the townspeople would be more than justified. If only your father could think of a way out.